Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. We're going through the Bible together in three years, one chapter at a time. And this is our 319th day together. And that brings us to Joshua chapter 18. I'm going to see if I can make this tweak it just a little bit. There we go. Joshua chapter 18. Let's pray and ask the Lord's help as we look to his word today. Father, thank you for your word. <clears throat> thank you for the gift of revealing yourself to us, revealing your heart and your will to us. Father, please speak to us today through Joshua 18. Please write it on our hearts. Please prepare our hearts to receive your word, our minds to understand it, our lives to respond in faithful obedience to it. By your grace and for your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Joshua 18. Let's read and see what God has for us today. Then the whole congregation of the people of Israel assembled at Shiloh and set up the tent of meeting there. The land lay subdued before them. There remained among the people of Israel seven tribes whose inheritance had not yet been apportioned. So Joshua said to the people of Israel, how long will you put off going in to take possession of the land, which the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you? Provide three men from each tribe, and I will send them out, that they may set out and go up and down the land. They shall write a description of it with a view to their inheritances, and then come to me. They shall divide it into seven portions. Judah shall continue in his territory on the south, and the house of Joseph shall continue in their territory on the north. And you shall describe the land in seven divisions and bring the description here to me. And I will cast lots for you here before the Lord. The Levites have no portion among you, for the priesthood of the Lord is their heritage. And Gad and Reuben and the half-tribe of Manasseh have received their inheritance beyond the Jordan eastward, which Moses the servant of the Lord gave them. So the men arose and went, and Joshua charged those who went to write the description of the land, saying, Go up and down in the land and write a description and return to me, and I will cast lots for you here before the Lord in Shiloh. So the men went and passed up and down in the land and wrote in a book a description of it by towns in seven divisions. Then they came to Joshua to the land of Shiloh, of the, to the camp at Shiloh. And Joshua cast lots for them in Shiloh before the Lord. And there Joshua apportioned the land to the people of Israel, to each his portion. The lot of the tribe of the people of Benjamin, according to its clans, came up. And the territory allotted to it fell between the people of Judah and the people of Joseph. On the north side, their boundary began at the Jordan. Then the boundary goes up the shoulder, up to the shoulder north of Jericho, then up through the hill country westward, and it ends at the wilderness of Beth-Avon. From there, the boundary passes along southward in the direction of Luz to the shoulder of Luz, that is Bethel. Then the boundary goes down to Adaroth-Adar on the mountain that lies south of lower Beth-Horon. Then the boundary goes in another direction, turning on the western side southward 
from the mountain that lies to the south, opposite Beth Horon, and it ends at Kiriath Baal, that is Kiriath Jearim, a city belonging to the people of Judah. This forms the western side. And the southern side begins at the outskirts of Kiriath Jearim, and the boundary goes from there to Ephron, to the spring of the waters of Nephtoah. Then the boundary goes down to the border of the mountain that overlooks the valley of the son of Hinnom, which is at the north end of the valley of Rephaim. And then it then goes down to the valley of Hinnom, south of the shoulder of the Jebusites, and downward to Enrogel. Then it bends in a northerly direction, going on to En Shemesh, and from there goes to Gelaloth, which is opposite the ascent of Adumim. Then it goes down to the stone of Bahan, the son of Reuben, and passing on the north of the shoulder of Beth Arabah, it goes down to the Arabah. Then the boundary passes on the north of the shoulder of Beth Hogla, and the boundary ends at the northern bay of the Salt Sea, at the south end of the Jordan. This is the southern border. The Jordan forms its boundary on the eastern side. This is the inheritance of the people of Benjamin. Now, the cities of the tribe of Benjamin, according to their clans, were Jericho, Beth Hogla, Emek Kezes, Beth Arabah, Zemarim, Bethel, Avim, Para, Ophra, Shephar, Ammoni, Ophni, Geba, 12 cities with their villages, Gibeon, Ramah, Beeroth, Mizpah, Chepharah, Moza, Rechem, Urpeel, Taralah, Zelah, Hyaleph, Jebus, that is Jerusalem, Gibeah, and Kiriath-Jerim, 14 cities with their villages. This is the inheritance of the people of Benjamin according to its clans. So, um, we have here in Joshua 18 a situation where the battles have been fought. The land has been subdued. There are still some pockets of Canaanites that were not driven out of some of the territory of Manasseh and Ephraim. And there were still, of course, the Philistines down along the coast. But the, 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 the bulk of the land that God had promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was subdued. And so the land was there. But only some of the congregations had already claimed their inheritance and taken the land that the Lord had given them. So if we bring back up our map, what had been claimed? Well, West Manasseh and East Manasseh had been claimed, and Ephraim and Judah and Gad and Reuben. But what had not been claimed yet was Benjamin and Dan and Simeon and Issachar, and Zebulun, and Naphtali, and Asher. So these, these seven had not yet uh, claimed their territory. Simeon, Benjamin, Dan, Issachar, Zebulun, Naphtali, Asher. And so Joshua really rebukes them, saying, Come on, guys, we fought the battle. We've subdued the enemy. Why have you not claimed your inheritance? Why have you not actually gone out and settled in the areas that have been subdued by us. You see, God gives us victory. He is the one who leads us to victory and he has given us victory. 
in the Lord Jesus Christ, sin and death and hell are defeated. We are no longer slaves to sin. We are no longer servants of Satan. We are no longer enchained to our flesh. We are no longer belonging to the world. We're still in the world, but we're no longer of the world. But are we actually winning, living, walking in the way that God calls us to? The victory's been secured at the cross. The Holy Spirit's been given to us. We have a new heart and a new mind in Christ. We have the Holy Spirit living in us. We have the Word of God given to us. We have the people of God given to us. Are we actually walking in the victory that Christ has secured? Are we actually walking in the new life that God has given to us? That's what the problem is. Here's all this land, and it's all been subdued, but seven of the 12 tribes that are going to get inheritances, well, they don't they don't have their inheritance. Five of them do. Judah does, and Ephraim does, and Manasseh does, and Gad does, and Reuben does, because they have staked out their claim, and they have gone for it. They have taken what the Lord has given them. This reminds me of John Knox, one of my great heroes of the faith. And John Knox was from Scotland, and he was persecuted by the Catholic Queen in Scotland, Mary, Queen of Scots, who you know, drove him out of Scotland and he went to Geneva and he trained there under John Calvin and he became thoroughly uh, skilled as a preacher and an evangelist. And then he prayed a prayer to the Lord. He said, Lord, give me Scotland or I die. And then he went back to Scotland and he started preaching the gospel and training up pastors and planting churches. And before long, the Church of Scotland was thoroughly reformed and Presbyterian. They, they had embraced the gospel, they had embraced biblical theology, and the whole nation was transformed. Now, we need to understand that God has called us to live a life that is different than unbelievers. We are not to think the way that unbelievers think. We're not to walk the way that unbelievers walk. And so in, in New Testament terms, this is spiritual warfare, right? We're not out conquering nations and kingdoms by armies or by even claiming out certain pieces of land necessarily as that, although Jesus claims the whole earth is belonging to him. What we are to do is to preach the gospel, call people to faith in Christ, and then we in our lives and in our churches and in our communities are to live out the life that Christ has given to us, which is to walk in newness of life. In Ephesians and in Colossians and in Galatians, what you see this expressed as is putting off the old self and, and walking in and putting on the new self. No longer living like the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds and the foolishness of their thinking, but, but living as children of light because we are children of light. Now, what I like about what Joshua does here as a leader is that he does call out these seven tribes and rebuke them, but he doesn't just call out the seven tribes and rebuke them. He also gives them a plan of action. He says, take three men from each tribe and walk the land. So these 21 guys are going to walk the land and they're going to do a survey of the land and they're going to, to divide it up into seven portions. That is the remaining part of the land that has been subdued but has not yet been divided. So he has a plan, a systematic plan of action. Go out, take a survey, divide it up into seven, bring it back, and then he knows what he's going to do. He's going to 
cast lots. And as we see here, um, Benjamin gets this, uh, this first lot, okay? And so this is the plan that Joshua comes up with. And I think that's sometimes what we as pastors and spiritual leaders or older brothers and sisters in the faith, if we see someone in our churches or we see a younger brother or sister and they're not walking with Christ, they're not living the life that God has called them to live, they're, they're living a life that's worldly and compromised and weak and faltering, we need to not only call them out and say, you have a new identity in Christ, you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, you have the word of God, you are able to walk in newness of life, not only call them out, but give them a plan of action. Tell them what they need to do, right? One of the reasons why we have these daily devotionals is it gives a practical thing that anyone can do. Wake up in the morning, pray, read the scripture, follow along with the devotional. You know, this is a good way to start your day. Or if there's a, sp a space later in the day that's helpful, but this isn't it. Of course, it's not just one 15-minute devotional a day. It is learning God's word, seeking to obey God's word, abiding in prayer, fellowshipping with God's people, worshiping with God's people, that helps us to live the life that God has given us to live. It's there in front of us. It's given to us as a gift. The victory has been won. The land has been subdued. Are we going to systematically, intentionally go out and live the life that God has given us in Jesus Christ? Let's pray. Father, thank you for the victory that we have in Jesus. Thank you that we are no longer a slave to sin. We are no longer under the tyranny of the devil, we have been set free. Yes, we still sin. Yes, we still struggle with doubt. But there is a walk that we are called to walk in fellowship with you, being in your word, being in prayer, being in fellowship, being in worship. We're called to be actively living differently because we are Christians. Help us to do that. Help us to live as becomes followers of Christ, to walk as children of light. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, tomorrow we're going to jump back and wrap up 1 Corinthians with 1 Corinthians 16, and then we'll continue in Joshua. Have a blessed day in the Lord.